Cool. Thanks for that, Jib. I think, yeah, I was going to do a summary over what uh, Steve had spoken about and Charlotte had spoken about, but he did an excellent job of summarizing the past few weeks. Um, yeah, so welcome to summer camp. This is, this is my summer camp shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about multiplying grace um, this morning. And there's sort of two parts that I want to hit, and that's, like, why this is a pillar of table communities, and then we'll go into what it is. Um, so, the, the core scripture for it is in 2 Corinthians 9.8. So, I'll read that, and then we'll get into it. So, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. So that's like, that's going to be our central focus scripture for, yeah, multiplying grace, why it is a pillar, and then we'll talk about what it is. But before, um, I loved how Charlotte used menti. We've done it a few times, so got a few menti questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you could bring up the first one. If you got your phone, scan the QR code, and this will take you to a question, which is, what words do you associate with grace? It looks like almost everyone has the QR code. Feel free to type in a number of words that you associate with grace. And then I reckon um, we can get the, get the results up on the screen in a second. Also, thanks to the media team as well yeah. for helping me through this. <laughs> Forgiveness, yeah, we need lots of grace to forgive one another and ourselves. Jesus, love, food. Where? Dubly. Dubly. <laughs> Dying to yourself, unmerited favor. Someone wants to Google what a dubly is. Perseverance, second chances, freely giving, caring, mercy, God, favor, freedom, kindness, abounding, I like that one, sufficient, sufficient power, freeing. So these are all awesome words that help us understand what grace is. Um, Still, still going. Forgiveness is a big one. Undeserved is also a big one. Nice. Unmerited favor. And now lots of thumbs up. <laughs> Which means it's sort of the thing we're getting most of the responses once all those thumbs up start happening. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> cool. Let's go to the next one. 
What type of music do you require Grace to listen to? It's fine. Forgiveness was a big part of Grace, so it's... <laughs> Country, heavy metal, worship. Oh, wow. Yeah. Schlager? Wow. <laughs> I like how country is the biggest one. It's exactly how I thought this would go. <laughs> Pop, vibey, jazz. That's true. <laughs> Beautiful, trance, screamo, screamo, folksy, indie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we can all appreciate how country is the central one there. <laughs> cool. That's great. We can, <laughs> we can go back to the criminal rap music. <laughs> I don't know what criminal rap... I think all rap music finds its roots in crime. It's an expression of uh, humanity, right? Cool. Um, we can go back to the, the multiplying grace slide, Joel. Um, great. So the context of 2 Corinthians 9, 8 um, is it sort of goes from 2 Corinthians 8 and then also 9, and it's all about giving. So it's talking about being a cheerful giver, sowing and reaping, and it's an encouragement to give generously. Um, so why is it important, or why is multiplying grace a pillar of table communities? Well, firstly, table communities are all about relationships, as we know. So notice how both meaningful relationships and, sorry, meaningful friendships and mutual discipleship cannot be done alone. Um, they require others. So people are beautiful, relationships are wonderful, um, but even the most meaningful friendships or relationships have their challenges, as I'm sure we all know. Um, and why that is? Because we're complicated human beings. We have feelings. Sometimes our feelings get hurt. Sometimes they get hidden away. Or they may get misunderstood. We have thoughts. Sometimes we get offended. We may get confused or filled with doubt. And just generally, we're broken beings. Um, welcome to Sunday. <laughs> uh, sometimes we experience pain or suffering, um, as we heard through a testimony this morning with Tilly. Um, or sometimes our pride or shame or guilt lead us to believe something that isn't true about ourselves or isn't true about someone else or those around us. So when we gather together week after week, month after month, year after year, it's not always easy to show up. Some weeks may be delightfully wonderful. Some weeks we show up and the food is heavenly. The conversations are exceptional. The people are just engaged. Um, but then other times we may find it difficult. We're reminded that we don't just get along. No one offers to make a meal. The conversations seem sluggish. And people may just leave without helping clean up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all this to say is that we aren't as simple and easy to get along with as we may believe. 
Um, but this is why we need grace. And, and more than that, this is why we need abounding grace. Um, so secondly, grace is what holds broken people together. Um, there's a book that I read a while ago, which I really love. It's called The Art of War. It's by a Chinese military general from about 3,000 years ago, same Sun Tzu. Um, and one of the principles that he goes over is that if you wish to conquer or defeat an opponent, uh, you should focus your efforts on creating division, uh, divide and you'll conquer. So a divided army is easily defeated uh, because it's separated and it's useless. So we need grace to hold us together. We can't be divided. Um, and then there's something else that I really like. is It's a Japanese art form called kintsugi. Do you guys know what kintsugi is? Who's heard of kintsugi? Yeah, a few of us. Um, I really love, love it because I think it sort of demonstrates this picture of grace really appropriately. It's an art that uses gold to mend broken pottery um, or vessels. And this is quite like grace. Grace is what brings broken people together and then grace is what holds broken people together. Um, so that's the why. That's why we need it. Um, so now what is multiplying grace? What is this pillar? Uh, so if we can go to the next mentee, some more group participation. Get your phones out. So the next part, I'm going to focus on um, the word abounding because um, that's what the, the scripture uses. So what words are contrary to abounding or opposite to it? Limited, stingy, negligible, narrow, trapped, cheese. <laughs> Someone either doesn't like cheese or they want too much of it. Not much, shrinking, small, lacking, restricting. Yeah, conditional, selfish. So sort of getting the feel that it's something that's got an end to it. It's limited. There's no generosity in there. It's reduced. It's small. I think it's if someone had to give you a gift with any of those words in it, <laughs> it's not going to be a very... Very appealing gift, unless someone likes cheese. That's probably <laughs> unfeeling, alone, mean, bound, hinder, uncaring. <clears throat> so 
So all of those words are, are great to describe what abounding is not. And it's a gift that you wouldn't want to receive. You wouldn't want to receive a gift knowing that someone's withheld something from you, that you haven't received the completeness of that gift. Cool. Thanks for that. Hearts and thumbs this time. Nice. Cool. So what is abounding grace? So the, the word abound in that portion of Scripture comes from the Greek word parousio. I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, but you'll have to trust me on that. It's a thing which comes in abundance or overflows unto one. It's something that falls to the lot of one in a larger measure. So abound or abundance is to have left over. It exceeds a fixed number. Um, it's saturated. It's uh, to be in affluence. It's a position of excess to give. Um, it's the same word that's used in Psalm 23 uh, where it says, your cup overflows. Um, so there's this generous overflowing of grace. Um, so the starting position of grace isn't based on works or what we can do or what we can offer, uh, but it's based in the position of having received. Uh, we are only able and only ready to give grace once we've received it because it comes from an excess. Um, I just want to read two scriptures from 2 Corinthians 8, which creates a wider context uh, for what we're looking at. And it says, so 2 Corinthians 8, 7, and then uh, 8, verse 12 to 15. So it says, But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. For if the readiness is there, it is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he has done, what he does not have, sorry. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you be burdened, but that as, but that as a matter of fairness, your abundance at the present time should supply their need so that their abundance may supply your need, that there may be fairness. As it is written, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. So there's a few things that like, I want to just notice in this scripture in re regards to grace. It's that firstly, our abundance comes from God. Secondly, there's a, a really cool recognition that as humans, we are limited Sometimes we need grace, and then there's a recognition that other times we need to give grace. Um, and this is true of participating in table communities. Sometimes we need to ask for grace, and other times we need to be God's grace to others around us. But there is something that will always try and prevent this from happening, and that's the, the lie of the enemy is that there's not enough. So the enemy or Satan will always try to say that you need to hang on to what you have. Um, he'll try to deceive you, like in the art of uh, war, the Sun Tzu says that if you are divided, if he can deceive you to believing that you don't have enough resources, that you don't have enough grace to give, that there's not enough to go around, 
then can really inhibit um, beauty from flourishing. So although we may be limited and our resources as humans may be scarce, it's important to remember that God is not. It's easy to be deceived by this lie that there's not enough. Um, But it's also good to remember that Jesus turned death into life and scarcity into abundance. When you believe that there's enough, you begin to see opportunities for generosity all around us. Where you see lack, you see an opportunity to give gratefully. Where you see dishes, you see an opportunity to help wash. (laughs) Where you see a need, you see an opportunity and um, an ability to be able to fill that need. You can fill in the blank with the grace given in Christ. Abounding grace exposes that lie that we don't have enough. And grace is something we freely receive, we can freely ask for more, and there's an abundance of it, which means we can freely share it because there's no limit to the grace we receive from God. So Table Communities is built around this gift of abundant grace. There will never be a a lack of grace. There will never be a lack of generosity, meaning there will always be a seat at the table. It's something that we have freely received and we can freely give. Um, And it's important to know that because, as mentioned, we're going to be together in community and when we're with building relationships with each other, Um, there's this need for that thread of gold, that kintsugi, to bring us together. Um, And that's grace. That's God's grace. That when we meet week after week, month after month, it's it's a beautiful thing. And we begin to see that we are broken people being brought together as one. Um, So with that said, we're going to break up into some groups. Um, There's three questions to chat about and go over. Um, so maybe if we can break up into groups of like between six and eight, I'd say, similar to table community sizes. Um, and then we'll chat through, they'll be up on the, the screen back and front. Um, we'll chat through them, take about 10, 15 minutes to chat through them. Um, and then I'll get back up and see what some of the responses are, if people are willing to share, and then Jib will lead us in communion.